Looking to create wealth and income through high cash flowing real estate? Self-storage is the fastest growing and the newest real estate asset that has outperformed all others. What's its secret? I'm AJ Osborne, and with over a million square feet that we have built, acquired, expanded, and even converted big box stores from small third tier markets to large hundred plus thousand square foot facilities, we have seen it all. This is the podcast that we're going to discuss and bring on the best investors and operators in the nation to show you how to create wealth and income with self-storage. Welcome to Self-Storage Income. Welcome, everybody, to Self-Storage Income, the podcast where we talk about all things self-storage, how to be successful, what's happening now, and interview the best in class. I'm so excited to get started today with my trusted co-host, Connor. How's it going, man? It's going awesome, dude. How are you? It's going good. Good deal. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on, man. Holy cow. I don't think I've ever been busier, which that's not a complaint, That's a great thing. I'm very grateful for it. But acquisitions, developments, conversions, we literally have them all going on at the same time right now. It's exciting. It is exciting. It's really cool. It's really, really exciting. I'm getting my, just finalizing my book, which will come out next month, which is crazy. So that has been a marathon of a project. I did not ever think that that would be so intense. It was like <laughs> another job for a long time. So I am very grateful to have that finished up. But yeah, now I'm just that's going to be sweet though, man. It's it is be really cool. I'm I'm excited about it. It should be taking all the stuff from visitors or people giving us feedback on the podcast, the questions that we receive, and laying out like a ginormous, huge playbook. So it's yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll be good. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about something that is really important and I wanted to hit on. It's, it's the week after Memorial Day, and I was thinking about this a lot this week as I was working. I'd finished my book. I'm also giving the keynote presentation at ISS, so I had to finish that presentation. I also was thinking about a few of our other companies that you know were running and I, I was talking to somebody over the weekend and they were like you know hey, how do you how do you do it all we have multiple companies a, a benefits human resource brokerage company that I started own and run we have storage that we do and, you know across the way west we're in the midwest now and and, and the east then plus cup companies plus the mastermind and he was like you know how do you how do you how do you how are you juggling all of those things and i i don't think the answer is as complicated as people might think and that's really the question is how can you do more and continue being successful and uh, really the key to this is leverage and uh, i'll I'll explain kind of what it is, but it actually leads me into our sponsor today, which is Janus. And why that actually leads me into it is is simple. Um, we talk about leverage in all sorts of different ways and manners. We utilize 
Janus as well as Store Local as, as ways to leverage our business so we can be better. And a perfect example of this is everyone that knows Janus is our sponsor is the uh, Noki technology, um, which they helped us implement, which allows us to leverage online in ways that our competitors aren't. It allows us to leverage technology in a way that opens up our market, makes it broader. So for those of you that are just listening, um, Noki is a system that is run off your app. And so you could, if it doesn't matter where you are in the United States, you could go to our facility right now, rent a unit, and then you could go to the facility, open the doors, get into your unit, occupy it, and then you could eventually leave the facility and never even work with a manager. So it's it's what I call true automation. Like lots of people are pitching automation, but yet you're still dealing with locks. There's still, you know, all these different things. The, the, the customer's life cycle through your facility isn't actually 100% automated. Where this, it is. Well, and speaking so, of leverage too, that data that you're collecting from your tenants yes. through Nokia and the Janet, Janus app and everything else is massive. massive. In being able to really dial in your best customers, your worst, and how to leverage. And understanding what they're doing. Exactly. And it also leverages security because now we can track them. So we know who's going in the facility because it's ran off your phone, your IP. We know when they're accessing, when they were there, and you can time up those things with the cameras. Um, So it just, it adds on all of these different levels for us to leverage our offerings, our experience, and everything else. So... Um, we'll have that in the show notes too. Once again, you can go to Janice, learn more, but really once again, back to leverage. This is the crux of, I think why successful people are successful. And I'm not just talking about leverage and dollar amounts. If you want to be successful in today's age, if you want to accomplish, you know, big things, if you want financial freedom, first of all, financial freedom alone is asking a lot. And it's not something that is given. That is something to be had. If you want true financial freedom, you've got to do things that other people don't do. It's just that's how it works, obviously. And when you want to create, when you're an entrepreneur and you want to create businesses, when you want to do investments, all these things, you need leverage. You need leverage of knowledge, okay? This is probably the biggest thing because it's okay that you don't know everything, but you need to be able to obtain that information. Now, knowledge leverage is comes in a couple different parts here that is very important because not all knowledge is created equal. Obviously, anyone on the internet knows that. Um, most of it's garbage. So you need to be able to accurately discern the right knowledge and then leverage it to help you in what you're doing. So there's lots of things that I don't know about and I don't want to know about. And then there's some things that I go very, very deep on but I know I'll never truly understand, right? That's okay because I can find people that do and I can tee them in. Legal is a perfect example, right? We use this in some aspects of all of our lives, whether you're talking about legal, finance, accounting, you know, different things that you may need leverage. So you need to look at your life, how I like to look at it, is look at your core competencies, what you feel are your strengths, weaknesses, how you can expand those core competencies and the pros, and then on the weaknesses, how you can supplement them, right? I was never going to be an accountant, ever. Like, that was never going to happen. Not in the cards, man. Not in the cards for me. 
So for me, I really needed to leverage people that were extremely good at that. And that's why uh, our partner, Sam, helps us out as well as really good an accounting firm. The reason why this is important is I see so many people stifle their growth because the quality of the knowledge that they're leveraging isn't good. In fact, it's fractured. It's um, not a, a knowledge base that you can expand and scale off of. So then when they try to, it crumbles underneath them. Um, and so getting the right information from the right people, don't go cheap. And don't learn from people that aren't experts. Uh, there's just no reason to. And uh, two, when you're learning from other people, um, realize the things that they don't know, and that's okay, and, and go find those other things. So knowledge is probably the most important thing to leverage. Um, you should do it through mentorships. You should do it through, I mean, when I look at when we started out, the vast, you know, industry of self-storage that I knew nothing about could be overwhelming and a lot of people were stopped. Instead, what we did was we took small steps, we get, gained steam, but two, we, you know, I paid a lot of money for feasibility studies, accountants, and finance. I mean, we, we, quality was really important to us because we knew that the quality of knowledge that came to us would build our foundation, uh, would create our foundation that we would build off of. So we didn't cheap out. We did what was necessary, and we, we looked for the best in class when we did it. So that's the first thing. Now, another thing that you need to leverage is time. So there's no way that you can do everything. There's no way that you can know everything, and that's fine, all right? You're not supposed to. Now, this comes in the form of employees, technology, right, focus, and understanding. Leveraging one's time, though, is how you get so many things done. Now, Obviously, right now in my life, I am juggling a lot of balls. This would not have been possible for me eight years ago. I could not have done it. It took time for me to build up, and I wasn't able to leverage time like I was then, so I had to spend huge mass quantities of time to try to get things done. Whereas as you grow, you can leverage time through good employees, through technology, through systems, through partnership deals, things like that. So your quality for you to be able to leverage will grow with you. But when you're starting out, I mean, it's just simple, even simple things though, like leveraging market data from one of the market aggregators, right? online, going to trade shows and finding good partners that can help you leverage your time. It's one of the reasons one like we joined Store Local. Store Local is also another sponsor of this podcast, which um, I was we were a founding member of Store Local because we believe so much in the premise. Once again, together we are greater than individual. And that's what I'm talking about here. It really is. So Store Local, who's a co-op for members to join, members owned, they pool the resources together to be able to compete against large REITs. I knew very early on I needed to do that and I couldn't compete. So I needed to leverage data and knowledge, right? Which then also allowed me to leverage time because I could work with other people that were experts in that and they could get me hooked up instead of me having to go and learn and reinvent the will the whole time. So Store Local was a huge part of our base to grow off of because they aggregated resources that we got to use. And also it saved us tons of money. So this time aggregation is really important. 
you need to get to a point where you're working on your business, not in your business. And once you get working, once you're on working on your business, not in your business, then your time can be leveraged to things like growing the business, finding opportunities, making deals, and building relationships with key players that you need to. So then you could spend your time working on leveraging more resources and tools for your business. And this is a process. So, right, at first, you have no money, you have no knowledge, right, and all you have is time. So in this process, your time is vastly, uh, you have vastly more of it than the other two. Unfortunately, time is the least valuable thing because time can be bought relatively cheaply, right? That's working. That's what we do, right? We work and we change our time for hours. So that's how you, and when you start out, you use your time to leverage and benefit others. And then as you grow, that helps you grow in knowledge, helps you grow in everything else. Your time becomes more valuable. So you pay for other people and systems and leverage those. And then you start working on your business because now your time needs to be spent utilizing that knowledge and resources to grow to make your business better and the lives that it impacts better, right? So this process of leveraging also has to do when you're just starting out, you don't know anything. It's not like you have a ton of resources to leverage, but you do have time. Use it to start to go down down that path. And then at some point though, you got to break out of the business. You can't be doing the mundane. You just can't be doing, there's not enough time to do everything. So part of time leverage is extreme prioritization and also extreme accountability to realize what you're not good at. If you spend your time working on things that you're not good at and you're getting bad results, that's like a double negative. It's horrible, right? So first of all, you're wasting your time. And second of all, you're getting poor results for the time that you're wasting. So I can't express this enough. You know, like so many people are spinning wheels, but it's just because that's how they position themselves, not otherwise. Then you come back to money. Now, money is the ultimate leverage simply because it's a tool, right? So it's a tool like anything else, like technology, right? Technology should be used to advance and leverage us. When you get on a computer to write emails, you're leveraging technology for communication to make you more efficient, right? That's how money is. It's just a tool, nothing more. You need to leverage it to make yourself more efficient. But it's also a magnifier. And this is the thing that people have, that I, I see people run into problems with. Because they, people that have, if you have money or don't have money, that doesn't, that doesn't matter. But money just magnifies what you're already doing. So if I'm a good storage operator, money will magnify my storage business, make it better, and expand my good operations. If you're a bad one, it just leverages bad results. That's all. Which then, obviously, you lose the money. Just give us money, yeah. and then we'll do it for you. Exactly. That's what, <laughs> that's what everybody says. And so, you know, it's you got to be careful when you're taking other people's money or you're taking the bank's money or anything to realize that you're just going to leverage your own results. And so you need to be confident of those results. It'll magnify, you know, we see this with wealthy people. It magnifies personalities for good or bad. And people that get a lot of money that don't have a foundation that is really good, um, lots of times magnifies a lot of bad things and the foundation cracks. We see this a lot with lottery winners. Um, they end up 
doing lots of frivolous spending, getting lawsuits, and then the money's all gone one day. And how they blew through $100 million blows everybody's mind. But it's actually quite simple. Money's simply a tool, and they didn't understand how to use the tool, and then it magnified the wrong things. Um, so it just magnified what they were doing already. So when you utilize money, make sure you're utilizing it on a good foundation. We worked really hard on this where we put our time and money to build the right foundation before we started leveraging it in a, re in a real way. Um, we spent the time to build out our management company, to build our expertise and knowledge, and now we're leveraging it to another step. And two, let me make something very clear. When I'm talking about leverage, I'm not saying you leverage, you know, 98% of your money and you only put, you know, 2% down. That's not what I'm saying. Right now, we have a 50% LTV on all our properties. Leveraging money is what it is. You're leveraging it to do more. So, you can recapitalize, you can do more, but you get less money if you leverage it poorly, right? So we, ha we leverage our money very well. When starting out, we, we came from an all-cash business. And an all-cash business in sales, that's what I did. I did sales. And that is a very unpredictable revenue stream. So me and my wife and uh, my partner, my dad, and uh, my mom and her family, you know, we had like no consumer debt at all, not even on our houses. I do currently, but I ke uh, keep a debt to income ratio of one. What that means is that for every, for my long-term debt or my debt on my home that I have now, which I got at like 3%, that was the only reason I did it on a 30-year mortgage, but that is the same to the money that I have in my bank account and the money that I make. So it's one-on-one -on -one with savings and one-on-one -on -one with earnings. That's obviously not plausible for all normal people. That's not what I'm saying. But what we did is me and my wife, we lived on half of our income because our revenues were unpredictable because I never knew when I could live a large, uh, uh, lose a large client. So it installed in us habits. And then we used money in the correct way and leveraged it for us by buying assets. So what it did is although we didn't you know, we weren't out buying, you know, fancy cars. We were doing things like that. We lived a very normal life, even though we were making a lot of money. We utilized that money in the form of investing. We leveraged it, which then ended up buying us financial freedom. That is an example of leveraging money in a good way. You can leverage money to buy, you know, Ferraris. You can leverage money to do, buy you time, relationships, all those things. Those are all things that we didn't want. And two are all things that money will leave you from. So lots of people, you have to start by building a good conservative financial base. So then you can use those dollars to leverage to get you good results. And uh, coming from a cash business to this business, it's very easy when I have, you know, financiers that say, listen, I could get you $15 million today. And I'm like, you could, but I would really have to leverage my money. And a lot of people are like, you should take that money because you can do it, leverage it on your current existing assets that you have, and then you can go buy toys, right? You can go buy things with it. And then your, your tenants pay your debt. So you get toys for tax-free and free. Although that's true, that is definitely not the principles that I grew up on and definitely not the purpose that I use money for. So I only play with money if it's interest that comes off of after my capital has been secured. So we don't do those things, right? Well, those things helped us leverage money correctly. It helped us learn the attributes for it, how to 
say, listen, I'm do a better job of leveraging money than the tax man does. So I should put this money to work instead of giving it to the tax man. All those things are examples of leveraging money and doing it correctly. It is the most sensitive thing when investing, particularly in storage, because it exaggerates so much the returns and exaggerates so much the downside, right? So if you have a storage facility and you have no debt on it, well, then you have very little risk. I mean, it's like, you know, almost none. But your return is horrible. It's a very ineffective way to use that capital. So there's a middle ground. I want to be efficient with my capital and I want to utilize the resources, but at the same time, I need to do it wisely. So let's go back through here. You have knowledge, you have technology, you have time, you have money, and then two, you have um, relationships. Now, relationships, you can include in knowledge, things like that, but I generally don't. Um, I'm a very firm believer that you are the sum of the people around you, that whatever that quality is, you will be. It's just, that is just a time-tested, proven thing. So I'm very particular with the people that I surround myself with. Um, it is important for me to, for people to have very good morals, to always do the right thing. It's very important for me for people to have good work ethic and to be conscious of those around them. Um, so I, you know, we watch and I know who my children are playing with and I want to know those around me and the people that come work for me because they represent me and they leverage my personality. So if I hang out all the time with a certain group of people, then I expect to change the way that I act in business. Well, now what you're doing is you're being fraudulent about who you really are. So you need to change not who you are. You need to change the circumstances and the activities around you to get the good results and then just bring your A game. Don't fake it. 100%. That, that, you know, there's just no reason to do that. And the key to finding out if somebody's faking it or not is look at their actions and who they surround themselves with. This is obviously important to me because I want banks, I want friends, family, maybe investors to trust me. So I need to be careful. And I want to award their trust, including my children. So that is my next thing, relationships. And two, when I say leveraging relationships, it, it's, it means leveraging your personality and your state of being, not them. But it is. It is a type of leverage. People, when we have communicate, what we're joking about, what we're laughing about, what you're doing, that changes your thought process, which changes what you say, which changes what you do. So it is a form of leveraging, and I think it's an important one. So those are the different forms of leverage that I see that we work with. You know, once again, technology, that's a big one. It's a really big one. And if you're not leveraging technology, you're go the, the customer doesn't care what you think. And this is something that I learned a long time ago with sales. It just doesn't matter, right? If you go and say, oh, technology's stupid, but they want technology, it's not like you're going to convince them, right? right. It's not yeah, like they're exactly. going to be like, you're right, here's my money. <laughs> That's just not how markets work. So you need to adapt to your customers, your tenants, and to what the marketplace is doing and wants. You need to get rid of your ego. And there's so much going on in technology and people are expecting it that you need to be familiar and understanding what those people want. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's not exactly. about anything else except what the tenants want. 
And there's huge demand for that right now. So we need to adapt and I need to change our business model. And we need to be able to give our tenants what they want. Right. That's what makes us a good business. Well, and if you're working with good companies, like you say, I mean, you're surrounding yourself with good people, uh, technology companies, everything as a whole, then these companies have done the research. They know that people want X, Y, and Z. Then they go out and they create these platforms, again, like Noki, where people want that automation. They want to be able to go and rent a unit hassle-free and do all this other stuff and be able to put their stuff in a unit and leave and not have anything to deal with, right? And um, that's 100% a, a perfect, perfect concept of, of everything that you're just talking about in relation to, to self-storage. And two, this is a great example also of leveraging relationships, leveraging time. So, you know, we have business partners. We have relationships with people that are at the front end of the industry. And so my storage facilities that I want to create and what we're doing, um, we want them to be the sum total of everything we bring to the game, right? And you don't, once again, I, I don't believe in work home life. I, those two things aren't separate. I, I firmly don't believe that. You are who you are, and you are what you do. And I act the same way at work that I do at home. And I try to be consistent about those things, whether it's at my church, whether it's at home, whether it's with my friends or at work, I'm the same person. And when I go to build a storage facility, all of that comes with it. It just does. That's how business works. That's how relationships work. If you have a business partner that you think is not morally sound, but you expect them to be in business, that's obviously flawed. So when we go to build our storage facility, we want to be armed with data, knowledge. We want to be armed with relationships, technology, right? And we want to be armed with time to execute all of these things. And that's what makes a good project all come together. The reason this is important comes back again to a very firm belief that I have that wealth success is not created on an island. I've said this a million times. I say this in our other podcast, Cash Flow to Freedom, where we talk about wealth and financial freedom, because it is the most true thing that I've ever learned so far to date. And I don't think it'll ever change. The economy is fake. It's not real. It doesn't exist without people. So we are what we make the economy to be. Those relationships that we have create our outcomes. And understanding that I cannot be everything at once, that I am flawed, that I have parts that I'm not good at is one of my strengths because then I can find the best people in class at those things and bring them in to help me as opposed to faking it till I make it, which I don't Or like. don't make it. Or don't make it, <laughs> exactly. Faking it to failure. Like exactly. that's not a place to be. Well, that's such an important topic too, because I feel like from that standpoint, there's a lot of us that look at something and say, oh, well, there's no way I could do that. Well, no, you couldn't maybe do that, but you could do another portion that goes together with that thing that you can't do. You find somebody else to do that one thing that you need. And again, you can't be everyone everywhere all the time doing everything. Again, you have to leverage all of these things you're talking about to be able to grow and do things to the fullest possible potential that you're able to. And that, that's just all there is to it. And another aspect, too, that, that I thought of while you were talking about that, AJ, is this, like, trying to put the cart before the horse kind of a thing. 
where you, you, you start thinking like, oh, well, I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that. There's no way I could manage all these things and this and that because a lot of us would think of it as ourselves right now and the resources we have. When you were talking like, this is a journey, man. You get, you've got to build up your knowledge. you got to build up expertise. you got to build up that reputation, whatever you need to do, and then be able to get yourself into a position to then start leveraging, you know, whether it's the time or the money or the relationships or whatever you need to grow. Um, it, it's a really important thing that's just, it is a journey and you can't put the card before the horse and say like, Oh, well, there's no way I could manage all these things like AJ does, you know? Yeah. Well, you're right. Cause you see people at the and you see people at that result that they're at and you think, Oh, I can't do that. And you're like, well, yeah, you're probably right. Cause they've been doing it for 15 years, but if you do it for 15 years, yeah, you can do it too. And you're right. You can't do all that because nobody can, not even the person who, obviously Jeff Bezos didn't just create Amazon. That's not how these things don't happen like that. So don't worry about it. It's okay. If you think, hey, I can't do this, you're correct. You can't. So go find other people, go get knowledge, put a great team together, start working, and you'll eventually be able to do it. So you don't need to worry about being perfect. You don't need to worry about not having enough resources. You don't need to worry about those things. You need to worry about getting moving, identifying strengths and weaknesses, and then using other people, the economy, technology. And I I don't mean use. I mean teaming up, pairing, working together. That's what we're all here to do. So leveraging results in your life is extremely important and practical. I, we all do this with parenting. We all do this with everything that we do. You want the best results for your children, your investors, your customers, your marriage, right? Leverage the tools that you have. Obviously, I can't go and spend you know, hours going and finding all the prettiest mountain flowers and cutting them to bring them to my wife. So she loves me. So I hire a florist to put it together. I pick them up and give them to my wife and she still loves me. Whether the florist did it or I did, you know, if I spent two days doing that, she'd actually be ticked because I wasn't with her. So that's, that's really a great this example. Is, exactly. It's, it's just, it's using what you have and don't worry about what you don't have worry about finding others. And this is how people build successful businesses, business models. More importantly, though, this is how you you scale to achieve more than, not that you thought you could, or not that you couldn't, because that's not how it works. It's, it's about building a good foundation for you to grow and create and progress off of. And in storage, you know, this is important because these are large assets, right? These are um, this is a big business. If you want to get into it, um, you know, you need to make sure you're well-equipped. You need to make sure you understand. And, and if you're not, go find those that are, that can help you. 100%, man. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. So, Love I mean, I don't need to beat that anymore, but um, you guys, it, it's it's important. Look around in your life. See what, um, you do your self-evaluation. Start looking at your resources that are around you that you're not utilizing and two, if you have bad things, bad people that are cr- leveraging the wrong results in your life, get rid of them. You don't need that. It's not good for you. It's not good for your friends, family, your children, your relationships. So get rid of the negative things that are being leveraged in your life, whether that's substance abuse or anything else, and then create that good foundation. You can grow off of it. So I know it wasn't specifically about self-storage, and, but it is. And it's really important to understand um, if, whether it's my journey or anybody else's journey, building their storage empire or getting to financial freedom. That's that's the way. So that everybody, if this was helpful, give us a five star review or a five star and a good review. That'd be awesome. 
Um, anything else, Connor? No, that was it, man. That was it. It pretty much hit all the topics I think we need to touch on. But, uh, yeah, leave us a review. Get at us. Um, also, we still got that deal going on. Take a take a picture of your review, screenshot, whatever. Email it to us at selfstorageincome.com. We can set up a 15-minute phone call with you guys. Uh, been doing that a lot. And uh, it's always great to hear from you guys and uh, answer your questions, get new topics for the podcast, share all the wealth and knowledge uh, out there with you guys and everybody else that's uh, interested in, in jumping into storage or growing it. Right on. All right. Thanks, everybody. And we'll talk soon.